At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Welcome in. It is the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds filling in for Patrick Maher and Michael Lombardi here live from the South Point Hotel Casino and Spa on July the 5th, the day after. Good morning to you, Wes. Uh, How did you celebrate your independence? Did you get a barbecue, maybe a slice of apple pie, or did you uh, end up protesting any eating contests? I I celebrated by uh, looking at the golf tournaments and monitoring the constant changes in fields that we have this week uh, (laughs) for the Scottish Open and the Barbasol. But uh, nevertheless, uh, a a decent 4th of July. Uh, It ended about 11 o'clock the fireworks outside of my home, so it didn't sound like Fallujah in about 2004 outside of my place last night. So that's a good thing. Well, we had a nice day of baseball on Monday as well. You had four games go to extra innings. Two were won by the home team, two by the visitor, and one game that nearly went to extra innings but ended up concluding in regulation was the Astros' win over the Kansas City Royals. Jordan Alvarez homered with two outs in the ninth inning to walk off Kansas City and complete Houston's 7-6 to victory, which was the Astros' largest come-from-behind win this season. At one point, they trailed by as many as five wins. Wes, Houston now leads Seattle in the American League West by 13 and a half games. The Angels have dropped to fourth place, 16 and a half out in the AL West, and Houston has won 15 of its last 18 games. We're just about exactly at the halfway point of the baseball season. This team is looking really good. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what, how they approach the second half of the season with such a big league. Nobody's going to catch them in the AOS. So, you know, do you kind of take it easy a little bit on Verlander or a couple of the pitchers on the staff? Do you give some days off, you know, be a little bit more liberal with your days off with some of your stars like Jordan Alvarez, because there's a guy you said he homered and by the way, had the walk off for Houston yesterday. That's a guy like that's not getting a lot of MVP run. Mm -hmm. It's all about Aaron judge. It's all about Otani. It's all about trout. And this guy's just down there keeping on producing. So we'll see how much the Astros approach this in the second half of the season, because I think that they know they're going to win the division, you know, then it's all about what seating they want to get. But it seems like the Astros and the Yankees are probably on a collision course at some point. Is there a bet to be made, do you think, on Alvarez maybe for MVP? Or even do you lay the price with Houston to win the division? Alvarez, I mean, you could certainly go that route. I don't think it's necessarily a bad bet. I think it's really the value down the board because everything's kind of been extracted out of judge at this standpoint and even Otani. So he'd be the guy that I would be looking at that maybe is like the, the fourth choice right now, fourth or fifth choice on the board. So Astros laying it for the division. I think it's going to cash, but it's like, do you really want to lay that, you know, just in case? And that's where well, you're like you figuring three out three months to sit on it. Too. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like where you're figuring out. It's like, okay, how's this going to lose? Am I going to get like a rash of injuries? So probably the Alvarez MVP is how I would try to attack it at least and make some decent money. Well, you mentioned the favorite for the MVP. Of course, that is Aaron judge. His New York Yankees have a 13 game lead in the American league East division. Boston is in second place, 13 games back, despite being 10 games above 500. The rest of the races in Major League Baseball West, the first place team in the division is just like three or three and a half games ahead of the second place team. But the Dodgers, their lead over the San Diego Padres in the National League West is four and a half games. And it's starting to feel like L.A. is ready to pull away from the Padres. The Padres have really been struggling. They've lost seven out of their last nine games. Of course, the Dodgers just uh, just took three out of four from San Diego in L.A. And like I say, it feels like the Dodgers are getting ready to make their move. Yeah, and, and this is where the injuries are kind of catching up a little bit with San Diego. They did get Machado back. Unfortunately, it was just a sprained ankle and not a fractured ankle. But Tatis has been out all season. Will Myers has been on the DL since basically the beginning of June. So those are two bats that you're going to need in the lineup. The pitching staff, I think basically has been pretty solid throughout yeah. most of the year in terms of the starters. I think Bob Melvin's been an upgraded manager for that team, M- managed the middle relief and then the back end of the bullpen a lot better, I think, than Jace Tingler did. But, you know, this Dodger team, look, they're, they're, they're loaded. I mean, they've got guys that are non-rotation players that could be rotation players. They could go like four or five different DHs basically in that lineup. So it's just the injuries with San Diego. I think, look, they're well positioned at least for a wild card at 47 and 35 right now heading into the break. But the Dodgers, look, they're they're getting healthy now. Mookie Betts just got back in the lineup after he was out for a couple weeks. So, you know, this is going to be tough for, I think, San Diego really to go ahead and keep up against that big Dodger payroll. Uh, we'll get into golf here in just a minute. We do have the J.P. McManus Pro-Am going on in Limerick, Ireland. It is, of course, the week of the Scottish Open, and next week will be the 150th edition of the Open Championship at St. Andrews. But I want to talk about the Philadelphia Phillies as well. This team under Robbie Thompson, ever since Joe Girardi left, this team is 20-9. and nine. 
and they really can't gain any ground on the mm-hmm. Atlanta Braves, really much ground on the New York Mets as well. They're definitely ascending in the wild card race, but this team, even without Bryce Harper, is playing really good baseball. No, they absolutely are. Now, what what can Philadelphia do at the break to kind of improve, I would think, you know, their weaknesses than what has been their weakness all season, their defense. There's only so much you can do there, but your bullpen, because Philadelphia, look, 42 and 38, I think, you know, at least getting back in the wildcard contention, Bryce is going to be out for the interim, but they, they don't have problem usually scoring runs. Right. Uh, uh, Schwarber, I think has been fantastic. And, and uh, you know, Castellanos and real Muto, they've got guys that can hit the ball out of the yard. The whole thing is, you know, how long can you do this without Bryce? And can you improve that bullpen in the back end? I think they've had a couple quality starters. Nola, I think, has been very good, a lot better than his numbers indicate. Same thing with Zach Wheeler. So, yeah, Philadelphia, they're eight back at the division, so it's not impossible, but it feels like maybe winning the NL East is a little bit far away for this team, but certainly not the wild card. It's really tough to get in front of those two teams ahead of them, the New York Mets and the Atlanta Braves. Mm -hmm. All right, let's check the golf across the pond. Uh, This run of great golf in Europe started last week with the Irish Open. Then we have a little two-day 50-player pro-am. The J.P. McManus uh, in Limerick, Ireland started on Monday and continues today. And then, of course, on Thursday, they tee it up in North Berwick, Scotland for the Scottish Open, a loaded field there. And then next week we go to the final major of the season, the British Open. Did you do anything at all with the J.P. McManus? I did not. Uh, I'm just monitoring it right now to see if there's any tells, you know, any guys going forward. Uh, Xander Schauffele, by the way, is in the clubhouse at 10 under par. He is your leader. Sam Burns, 8 under through 17, so likely going to fall short. Terrell Hatton, 7 under through 15. Shane Lowry, 7 under through 10, so he's the man to watch. Ricky Fowler actually was second in the overnight, only shot 72 today, but still a respectable five under par. And uh, Ricky Fowler, by the way, not in the Open Championship. He is going to play the Scottish Open this week. So this is a big week uh, uh, for a guy like Ricky Fowler. I mean, you'd obviously like to win it, but the top three that otherwise are not exempt, the top three finishers in the Scottish Open are going to get Open Championship spots. And keep in mind, Ricky Fowler didn't play the Masters. Didn't get in the U.S. Open, you know, so he's been pretty much over for the majors. And, you know, this is this is about time, you know, he goes on a run. I think uh, this could be a decent week. He's going to be a he's a big price at the Scottish Open this week. So uh, former winner of the Scottish Open, he more than likely is going to be on my card a little bit down the board, because what you see with the Scottish Open on those odds, because there's 14 of the top 15 in the official world golf rankings, you see them at their normal prices pretty much week to week, whatever tournament or whatever major championship championship they play in so you get some good players down the board at big prices and uh, don't be afraid to look that way because this is always that weird week Brady before the major where it's like okay guys yeah they want to win but they want to be primed and ready for mm-hmm. St. Andrews next week. That's the more important thing, at least long term. So, and, and to your point, Ricky Fowler wants to win now. Yes. He, he's got to be yeah, one of those yeah. top no, three No guys. time like the present because uh, I think he's going to be wanting to go low. This is actually, I know it's a pro-am, but this is an encouraging sign Absolutely. that he at least probably is going to finish the day in the top five here. Against, look, pretty darn good competition here. A lot of guys, I think it was nine of the top ten in the world, were in this field this week. So, look, when you're finishing ahead of Rory McIlroy, when you're finishing ahead of Cantlay and Dustin Johnson and John Rahm, 
Scotty Scheffler. That is a very encouraging sign, I think, for Ricky Fowler. He's also got a very good track record at St. Andrews and in the Open Championship in general. I have a ticket on Tiger Woods to win the Open Championship. If you were in my shoes, Wes, does it concern you that he shot, uh, what, five over par, six over par on Monday, and he's two over par through ten holes today? A little bit, and and now he's uh, plus seven overall through 11. Uh, So, look, and Tiger was in some of the media availability earlier this week, and he said, look, this might be my last chance to compete, basically, I'm paraphrasing what he said, but this might be my last chance to give it a go here at St. Andrews. He kind of sounds like he's a little bit resigned to resign to his fate. He's always going to say, yeah, I'm coming out to win because that's what makes him the fierce competitor that he's always been. But I think he knows he has limited chances and they are highly limited chances at this standpoint. So he's going to want to look to take advantage of it. Uh, and I'm seeing him get boosted now. I think uh, was it uh, was it Superbook here in town that put him at 100 to one on a booster. Oh, I didn't I, see I that. I think it was. So the price on Tiger is raising. So if you're not in, you'll have opportunity, and I'm sure he'll he'll always draw tickets. So I would imagine he would do so at a big number this week. Tiger Woods uh, uh, in my pocket at 85 to one to win the Open Championship. You, you may be able to get that at some places. I, I've seen like 50s and 60s. I think that's going to drift up a little bit. Do you think that the only two courses Tiger can win at at this point in his career are Augusta and St Andrews? It, it might be in terms of a major championship. I mean, there's always like Bay Hill mm-hmm. or Pebble Beach or a couple regular tour courses. But yeah, he's kind of running out of courses. I think where he can win on. All right, very good. We'll have. Some some more golf talk later in the program with our friend Ryan Ballingy. We'll talk some baseball and some football with Will Hill. And next up, we'll take a look again about the halfway point of the baseball season. We'll look at the pennant races coming up on the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. 
We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds in for Patrick Maher and Michael Lombardi on this 5th of July. want to continue the baseball conversation here, Wes. Again, we are right at about the exact halfway point of the season. Some teams threw about 78 games. Other teams threw about 82 or 83 games. So a couple games this side or the other of the halfway point in Major League Baseball. And we'll start in the junior circuit. The Yankees are the favorite to wave the flag, the pennant for the American League. No surprise there. But I was a little surprised by the price. I thought it might be even money or even minus money, plus 165 to win the pennant. The Astros, the second choice at plus 230. The Blue Jays at 6-1. to one. Boston at 12-1. to one. The Tampa Bay Rays at 14-1. to one. What is that? Every team, four teams out of the top five on the odds board are all out of the American League East. The White Sox at 16. Interesting, the White Sox are a shorter price than the Twins, who they trail in the AL Central by five and a half games. The Angels and the Guardians at 40 to 1. And the Mariners, all of a sudden, pretty hot Seattle Mariners are at 66 to 1. Yeah, the the Yankees, uh, and look, they're still going to stay the favorite. I think because of the Astros resurgence, if you didn't have that, you would have, I think, the Yankees at minus money. Because when you look at the starting rotation, they don't have any starter with the ERA over three and a half, basically. Wow. Tyone has been pretty good. Cortez has really probably been the best guy on the staff this season. Garrett Cole, Jordan Montgomery, Luis Severino. They maintain relatively healthy too. They haven't had a lot of had to have a lot of opener starters just a couple times this year, really for the Yankees. And then you know that Aaron Judge obviously having an MVP season. Uh, 
Rizzo starting to show a little pop, not so much for the average, but but knocking balls out of the yard. Same with Donaldson, same with LeMayhew. So Stanton getting his share. Yeah, absolutely. So so they're starting to, you know, they've had some pretty good health this season. I mean, 58 and 22, that's not lucky by any stretch of the imagination, but they've had some pretty good health and they've been able to get around the injuries that they do have now. The bullpen, I know some people are saying there's some concerns with the bullpen. A little because, bit of injury there yeah, in that department. Herman has obviously been out. Right. Chad Green, Loisiga has been out. Chapman has not been vintage Chapman, but still, those are small problems when you're 36 games over 500. So, yeah, I, I mean, you look and the Boston Red Sox and the Toronto Blue Jays and the Tampa Bay Rays have all had very good seasons. And the nearest team to him is 13 games back in the East. And that's the Red Sox who looked like they were DOA the first month, month and a half of the season. But all of a sudden they find themselves in second place and right there in the wildcard chase. So that Boston, Toronto, Tampa Bay jockeying for at least one of the wildcard positions, you got to think one of those teams is at least going to get a wildcard is going to be fascinating to watch. And, and I do agree with the White Sox, White Sox now, they swept the Giants uh, mm-hmm. over the weekend. Yep. They did. They did lose last night due to uh, poor base running. But still, only two games under 500. We know that they have not been healthy all season in terms of at the plate. So you know, get a few of those bats back after the All Star break. I still think the White Sox should be the favorite to win that division. I think it's very difficult to put a bet on uh, one of these other teams in the American League East, the Red Sox, the Blue Jays, or the Tampa Bay Rays, because like you said, you're guessing which team is going to make it into the wild card. You know, if you're trying to skirt the favorites here, the Yankees and the Astros, and you're looking at one of those teams, you kind of have to guess who's going to get into the wild card. I don't really want any part of the Twins or the White Sox. I feel there's a big discrepancy in talent there with the AL Central and the AL East. The Guardians are kind of an interesting team, but again, I just don't think, and the Mariners, of course, I mean, really, anybody outside of the AL East, I just don't know if they can possibly get past the Yankees and the Astros, just from a, a talent standpoint, looking at it again, halfway through the season. No, they're not. They're not going to. Those teams are going to win the division. Really, the only race in the American League is going to be the Central Minnesota, three and a half over Cleveland, and then five and a half over the White Sox. So you've just got such wide margins. I know that, okay, we haven't reached the all-star break and quote unquote, anything can happen, but the Yankees and the Astros are not losing the division, especially the Astros. Seattle, even though they're playing a little bit better, Texas has been scrappy. They don't have enough. And then the Angels. Now, you look at the Angels, seven games under 500 after they started the season pretty hot with two MVP candidates. That tells you that not much left in the Angels, in my opinion. All right, we switch over to the senior circuit. The National League has the Dodgers on top at 2-1 to one to win the pennant. The Mets, the second choice at plus 325. These odds, courtesy of our friends at BetMGM. The Braves at plus 550. The Padres at 6-1. to one. The Brewers at 9-1. to one. The Giants and the Cardinals at 14-1. to one. The Phillies at 20-1. to one. And then real long shots on Miami and Arizona. Yeah, this is a little bit more wide open. I know it's hard to go against the Dodgers because they kind of were like preordained as the season favorite uh, uh, before we started the regular season. But, you know, there's some capable teams down there. I think there's a little bit more value down there in the NL than there is really in the AL. Because I would I, agree with you. I look at the I look at the St. Louis Cardinals and they're now three back of the Brewers and 
because I think people are waiting for the Cardinals to kind of fade a little bit simply because of the age on the team, mm-hmm. because there's a lot of older guys on that team, especially on the pitching staff with Wainwright. But look, Wainwright's still getting guys out somehow at 40 years old. And then you have Molina and you have uh Arenado and Goldschmidt guys that are veteran guys, but they're keeping them in the race. And I never count out the Cardinals necessarily the giants at the same price. Boy, I, I hate to, I hate to put the, uh, the, the uh, closing on the giants here, but they are going the wrong way in a hurry. They're in an awful skid. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. So I, I think the St. Louis is a lot more stable at this standpoint. I think they're right in that visit division with Milwaukee. And, and I think it helps those two teams too, that, You've got three really bad teams in that division mm-hmm. with the Pirates and the Cubs and the Reds, even though the Cubs have played better ball over the last week or so. But you look down there if you're wanting to kind of try to skirt the Dodgers in the playoffs because the Dodgers probably going to have the best record at the end of the regular season in the National League. But the whole thing is there's going to be different playoff matchups and anything can happen in one of those short series. So the St. Louis Cardinals, probably a team that I would go with down the board if you're going to take a shot at an underdog to win the pennant. I would kind of be going against you a little bit here in a sense because I think I would land on the Brewers at 9-1. to one. No, that's reasonable. I think those are the two teams. I think everybody's kind of priced where they should be. The Dodgers are, the yep. Mets are, the Braves are, and the Padres are as the lurkers. Padres may drift up a little bit if the Dodgers continue to kind of slowly extend this league where it's like, Oh, it's maybe a half game a week. Like they're three and a half this week and then four next week. And then before you know it, it's going to be a six or seven game lead. So Brewers and Cardinals, I think are the teams that are in the middle of that market that you'd want to go with. The other one that I circled here was the Braves. I I think uh, we talked with Derek Cardi over the weekend, if you recall, and uh, he liked the Braves to win the division and also win the pennant. I believe he had made bets on both of those. Maybe it was the World Series at 11 to 1 or so for the Atlanta Braves. But, I mean, this team is the hottest team in baseball ever since June 1st. Uh, You know, they're the defending champs. I mean, I, I think it's hard to go against Atlanta right now. The problem with Atlanta is they play in a very difficult division. They do. Uh, They all of a sudden did get hot, too. They started behind the eight ball for the season, but now starting to hit. I think the guys at the top of the rotation have been really fantastic for Atlanta. Max Freed, Kyle Wright. If the other guys ever come around, you know, I mean, boy. It's that that, that back end of the rotation with Charlie Morton. Uh, He's been up and down. Yeah, Spencer Strider has really been the guy that's kind of saved him. The rookie, I think he's like second or third right now in the NL Rookie of the Year market at BetMGM, but yeah, as long as the top end of that of that staff can hold the bargain, can these guys at the back? Ian Anderson's been another guy that's been kind of disappointing this year, a 5.31 ERA. So if they can get those third, fourth, and fifth starters just kind of pitching a little bit better, I think Kenley Jansen. I know he's blown a couple, but I think he's been pretty solid in the closer role for the Atlanta Braves. So that, uh, that's about like what he was for the Dodgers, yeah. right? He's blown a couple, yeah. but been pretty solid. But but you know, we'll see if the Braves are going to make a move also also at the deadline because some of these teams are going to make moves. I mean, I I don't know what the Dodgers are going to do. They seem to be loaded as it is, but you know, they'll always try to move somebody and use some of their prospects and maybe get like an extra reliever or somebody that can, you know, Frankie Montas. Yeah. Be an innings leader. Yeah. Frankie Montas might be a guy on the move. I think he will be for a contender. So look at these teams with high quality pitchers that are got to, you know, basically rebuild and get some prospects like the A's. They're probably going to be moving a lot for contenders at the break.
All right, next up, want to pick your brain on a few college football season win totals. We'll talk three marquee teams and see if you like going under or over their season win total college football. I believe uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of 55 days away Mm -hmm. or so, something like that. We'll be back with more of the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM in just a moment to cock some college football. The VEASAN Summer Special is here. For only $19, you get everything VEASAN has to offer from now until the end of July. Sign up today and you'll get VEASAN's daily best bets, including Adam Burke's daily baseball bets, NFL preseason coverage, premium articles on golf, UFC, and NASCAR. If you want the full VEASAN experience, which features daily best bet emails, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it, the cost is only $19 to be a subscriber all the way through July 31st. Sign up now at vcin.com slash summer. Wes, you appear in Point Spread Weekly on a weekly basis, of course, and you also appear for college football season on a panel of, I believe, six participants that choose college football games every week. Paul Stone's involved, Danny Burke, I believe, uh, maybe Tim Murray, if I recall. I imagine you'll be on that panel once again. College football, certainly one of your areas of expertise. Let's look at some season win totals and a conference that is close to home for you as well is, of course, the Big Ten. That is where the Ohio State Buckeyes reside. Their season win total number is ten and a half. And if you want to go over that, you have to lay $2. It is minus 200 to go over 10.5 wins on Ohio State. If you want to go under that, it's a good size plus money price at plus 165. They open the season on September 3rd at home against Notre Dame and then a couple of non-conference affairs, Arkansas State, Toledo, and then home for Wisconsin and Rutgers. They play five games in a row to start the season at home. Then they go at Michigan State, home for for Iowa at Penn State on October 29th. That'll be an interesting one right around Halloween. At Northwestern, November 12th scares me, of course, Indiana. And then at Maryland. <laughs> Shivers down their spine, I'm sure, in Columbus. <laughs> and then they wrap up at the horseshoe against rival Michigan. I, I tell you, it's hard to lay $2, but I also think it's fi- it's hard to find two losses on this schedule. Yeah, it really is. And you look at that opener, uh, that's the uh, the college game day opener, September 3rd. And uh, they're two touchdown favorites, actually over wow. two touchdown favorites right now over Notre Dame. I'm even seeing some 15s in the market. Look, uh, Marcus Freeman, I think he might end up working out to be a good hire for Notre Dame. But I think they're just kind of up against it in terms of the talent going against Ohio State. The really interesting thing, I think, for the Buckeyes this year is if the defense is going to be a little bit better. They do have a new uh, defensive coordinator, that being Jim Knowles, who comes in from uh, Oklahoma State. Uh, remember, Kerry Coombs actually uh, uh, got demoted in the middle of the season and ended up just having to be kind of like a consultant type coach. Kerry Coombs, by the way, now at Luke Fickle staff at Cincinnati. So he moved on, obviously. He kind of saw the writing on the wall there. And Jim Knowles brought in from Oklahoma State. He really improved that Cowboy defense. Actually, that was the strength yeah. of the team because if you remember all these years at Oklahoma State under Mike Gundy, it was always offense, offense, offense. Absolutely. And they couldn't stop a nosebleed. 
it was really the defense that kind of carried them uh, to kind of get in at least on the periphery of college football playoff contention. Uh, you know, they got to that Big 12 championship game. But Ohio State, look, uh, that's the old cliche. They don't rebuild. They reload. Uh, had a lot had a lot of players that they lost. But when you're getting five-star guys across the board, you can go ahead and replace these guys. Uh, you look, they lose Garrett Wilson. Uh, they lose Ruckert. They lose Olave. Two wide receivers there drafted in the first round. Quinn Ewers uh, transfers to Texas. But you still have a Heisman candidate in C.J. Stroud. I, I think that this team... You know they're gonna be they're gonna be up there in that top four pretty much all season. The non-conference is relatively manageable. You get Arkansas State, Toledo, Wisconsin, and Rutgers at home. October eighth, just being that it's the first road game of the season mm -hmm. at Spartan Stadium against Michigan State, I think could be a little bit of a test. Mel Tucker's done, I think, a better job of recruiting uh, there. Probably, maybe even overachieved last year. So I don't know if that means they're going to necessarily be a dropper, but I think there's a little bit more talent now on that Michigan State roster. They've used the transfer portal pretty heavily and pretty aggressively. So you just look, yeah, you you don't see two losses on that schedule. You look, you still have to go to Penn State. That's a rivalry game. Penn State should be very competitive this year, but. Yeah, I would almost lay it before I take the under. And usually when you get those win totals, Brady at 10 and a half or 11, more often than not, I am going to play the under, but I certainly wouldn't do it here. All right, let's take a look at the Clemson Tigers. Their number is the same, 10 and a half under or over 10 and a half wins this season. However, the price is much different. It's a pick -em. minus 110 to the over, minus 110 to the under. They open with Georgia Tech and then a couple of non-conference games, Furman and Louisiana Tech, and then they go at Wake Forest on September 24th. That could be an interesting one. They wrap up, of course, as they do every year with South Carolina on November 26th. Um, you know, Clemson's kind of been off their norm the past mm -hmm. couple of seasons, mm -hmm. uh, but 10 and a half. That is certainly an aggressive number to hang. It is, and and especially with the fact that you have all new coordinators for this Clemson yeah. team, Brandon Streeter. Look, these guys have pretty much all been on the staff, but they're getting promoted from within. But Brandon Streeter takes over as the OC. They have co-DCs down there, Wes Goodwin, Mickey Kahn. Goodwin, I believe, is, is, has been there, uh, I'm thinking, uh, actually, uh, yeah, 11 years because he was the GA and a defensive analyst. So these guys have all been on Dabo's staff. So at least there's some semblance of continuity here. But – it's like everything else with a coordinator. Everybody's got to call their first game, you know, because that's what always the concern is with new coordinators. Oh, they've never called a game before. Well, everybody's got to call their first here because uh, especially on the defensive side, Brett Venables, who's long time, probably been the best defensive coordinator in all of college football, really for many years, kind of inherited that from Bud Foster at Virginia Tech. And Brent Venables, of course, now the Oklahoma head coach. So when you look at Clemson, the recruiting, I think, you know, if you look at the rankings, it's kind of gone down a little bit, but I don't think it's necessarily plummeted. You're just kind of looking at their conference right now. And is this going to be what you call a mission team? Because whenever you read the preseason publications, you always re read about mission teams going forward. And Clemson, look, uh, finished uh, 10 and three last year. It seemed like they were a lot worse than that, it but did. they got hot late in the season because remember they were, I think four and three and then won their last six games kind of under the radar, won the bowl game over Iowa state and the cheese at bowl. So 
maybe this is going to be a mission team because now there's at least a little bit of doubt with Clemson that an Alabama doesn't have or an Ohio State or a Georgia doesn't have. Ten and a half is pretty aggressive, though, but I do think that this is going to be a rebound season down there in Death Valley, but uh, ten and a half, that's going to price me out. October 15th at Florida State, that will be interesting. November 5th at Notre Dame, and then on November 19th, they do get the Miami Hurricanes at home at Clemson. Uh, Georgia, their number is ten and a half as well, and the pricing is exactly the same as the Ohio State Buckeyes. If you want to go over ten and a half wins, it is minus two. 200 under 10 and a half wins is plus 165. They open the season at a neutral site, taking on the Ducks of Oregon and then uh, Samford and South Carolina. So they open uh, conference play here pretty quickly on September 17th and then go back to a non-conference test against the golden flashes of Kent State at Missouri. They get Auburn at home, Vanderbilt at home. They get Florida at home this year, or excuse me, that's the cocktail party. That'll be in Jacksonville, Uh, Tennessee at home. at Mississippi State, at Kentucky could be a tough one, and then they wrap up against Georgia Tech. Yeah, uh, that's another one here with all these losses that Georgia has. Uh, Nobody lost more to the NFL than they did. I believe they had 15 overall picks drafted, and that's a new record for draft picks from a single school in the seven-round draft era, and that started back in 1994. So, you know, that's still a lot to replace, but you just look at that schedule and it's like, okay, it's the same thing with the last eight. Do you see two losses on that schedule? They'll get Dan Lanning, their former defensive coordinator, by the way, in that opener uh, against Oregon. I believe that that game is going to be played in Atlanta. I know it is a neutral site game. Uh, I have to double check that schedule, but nevertheless, they're still going to be big favorites over the Ducks. Will Muschamp comes in first year, new defensive coordinator, co-defensive coordinator down there in Athens, but we know Will Muschamp is very proven as a defensive coach, Uh, maybe not so much as a head coach, but you just look at that schedule. I don't see South Carolina could be a little frisky. uh, uh, Shane Beamer second year, they are going to have Spencer Rattler, but there's a real opportunity to get off to a good start there. And I just don't think anybody really in that East division, maybe Tennessee, but I still think Florida is a year or two away because look, a new coach, Billy Napier, you got to get your guys in your players, your coaches and your system. So I don't think Florida is going to take a nosedive, but I think that they're a year or two away from getting back to where Florida is a top five, top 10 ranked program in the country. So, you know, the couple tricky spots uh, might be South Carolina and Kentucky on the road, but otherwise that looks like a pretty clear schedule to me. Well, a tough, uh, a tough uh, week there stretch of seven days at Mississippi state and then at Kentucky, Mm -hmm. Mississippi state's no cupcake either. No. And look tough to prepare for on a short week because they run that air raid Mm -hmm. under Mike Leach and, you know, give Leach time to kind of get the personnel that, that he wants to get. I mean, that first year it was like square peg in a round hole. You didn't have the recruits necessarily to play your system. Now he's got a couple class. So you got to, th- got to think that they're at least going to be more familiar and uh, able to play that system more effectively. All right. When we come back, we will be joined by our friend, Will Hill. You can check out his work in the New York city cast. You, you can find that at vison.com slash podcast. We'll talk with Will about that and get his plays for the day next on the Lombardi line.
at Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top not of that, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to point game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because then I need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The action never stops at BetMGM. Sign up now using bonus code VSIN1000 and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. BetMGM state-of-the-art app offers a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, daily boosted odds specials, and much more. No matter what your favorite sport is, you'll find out why nothing beats a win at the king of sportsbooks. Simply download the BetMGM app today or go to BetMGM.com and enter the bonus code VSIN1000 to make your first wager Wager risk-free up to $1,000. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. It's a new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offers not available in Nevada or New York. 
Speaking of New York, we bring in Will Hill, our friend here that appears regularly on the Lombardi line. You can follow him on Twitter at NotTheWillHill and also at vcin.com slash podcast, wherever you get your podcast. You can check out the New York City cast. Will, before we get into your plays, talk to me a little bit about the New York City cast. What have you got going currently? Do you have an episode that you're working on for this week? Yeah, this week we got Katie uh, Katie Sharp, who does a lot of MLB stuff, covers the Yankees. Got her coming up tomorrow. Adam Chernoff from Covers will get into some NFL because uh, you look up and the 4th of July is now in the rearview mirror. We're like a month away from the Hall of Fame game, which I believe is the Raiders and the Jaguars. So it's getting close. You got to get those vacations, get those uh, th- that last minute time with the family in because before you know it here, we're going to be going pedal to the metal and, and football is on its way. So, yeah. Uh, some baseball, some NFL, and obviously spending a lot of time on Durant and where he gets traded, if he gets traded. Well, we'll touch on all of those topics here with your plays of the day. I'll start in the NFL. You've got a season win total and a bet already for week one on the same team. You're liking the Saints this year, Will. Yeah, I really like the Saints. I think, first of all, you know, when you're looking at these teams, you got to look at the division. That's a really weak division. That might be the weakest division in the NFL. I think the NFC is noticeably weaker than the AFC. Uh, It's really kind of imbalanced. And if you look, you get four games against the Falcons and the Panthers combined. I mean, that's a lot of Sam Darnold. That's a lot of whoever Atlanta is going to throw at quarterback. And remember, they've played really well against Tom Brady and Tampa Bay ever since Brady got there. They're 4-0 against them. So uh, that's a good division. And I think we look back a couple of years ago, it looked like the Saints might have to rebuild. They were in, in cap hell. But they've gone the other way. They've tinkered with the roster. I mean, they've lost a couple guys here and there. But their offensive line, defensive line are both st- still really strong. They bring Jameis Winston back. They actually trade up in the draft to, to draft Chris Olave from Ohio State. So I think that's sort of a sign here that they think they're in this uh, to contend. I mean, they narrowly missed the playoffs last year. You go over eight and a half here at plus money. And usually I look towards the unders, but to me, this is a nine, 10 plus one team. This is a playoff team. Uh, and I did lay the four with them against Atlanta. I just think that's way too short of a number. Typically these games are close between these two teams, but look, it's not Matt Ryan, Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones. None of those guys are on the Falcons anymore. This Falcons team to me is a total rebuild. So I'm high on the saints over eight and a half wins minus four for week one. If you can still get it. I think that closes six, six and a half. So uh, I jumped on that one. Yeah, I'm with you, Will, because I think, look, uh, a new voice at head coach, I think, is going to make a little bit of a difference, too. Not saying that Sean Payton wasn't a great coach. He brought a Lombardi trophy down there to New Orleans uh, during his tenure. But, you know, sometimes you get a voice that gets a little bit stale. I think, and maybe that was kind of the deal with Sean Payton. I know he got sideways with Michael Thomas and Sean Payton was trying to pigeonhole Taysom Hill into that starting quarterback role, but now they're going with Jameis Winston, at least for the two-year contract and getting the weapons back, uh, not only drafting Olave, but also uh, signing Jarvis Landry. That was an under-the-radar, very good signing. We'll see what happens with the Camara suspension, but I'm absolutely with Will Brady on the Saints. Uh, Will, let's uh, turn to the NBA here just really quickly. I know we kind of touched upon it a little bit, and you're talking about it on the New York City cast. That's been one of the big topics of whether Kevin Durant, where is he going to go? It's like assumed he's going to be traded somewhere, but there is still a possibility maybe cooler heads prevail and he does come back to Brooklyn. I don't know if him and Kyrie are going to be on the same team there, even though Kyrie opted back in, but there's rumors he's going to be traded. You seem to think that uh, maybe uh, a lot of these teams aren't going to be able to make it work and that Kevin Durant is going to stay right where he is. 
Yeah, and I uh, to be honest, I never know which books I can and can't mention. So I'll just mention vaguely. There are some seven to ones for Durant to remain with the Nets, and there are some fifty to ones for the Nets to win the title. And I think a couple things. If you look at what Gobert fetched, and we talked about that trade the other day, that's essentially seven first round picks. When you look at uh, Walker Kessler, four first rounders, another pick swap. That's for Rudy Gobert, who's going to be making forty five million dollars a year here in a couple years. Uh, I mean, if Gobert went for X, Durant's got to go for three or four X. And I just don't know what that deal looks like. Look, the, the Suns deal, which I know is rumored. A, a lot of people think the Suns are the favorite to get him. Look, Aiden's a good player. I'd want him on my team. Bridges is a really good player. Three and D guy. Perfect for the league now. So you put Aiden, Bridges, a bunch of picks. That's a nice package. I, I'd want all that stuff. But this is Kevin Durant. This is one of the 10 or 15 best players of all time. I can't trade him for Aiden, Bridges, and some picks. I just think it's very hard to put a deal together here where – like if you're if you're fleecing somebody else's roster, well then Durant's not going to want to go to that team because the roster's fleeced. Like say you know you work out a deal with Boston with, uh, you know Jalen Brown, um, you know Smith and in uh, I'm sorry Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, Robert Williams, that kind of deal plus picks. Well, Durant's not going to want to go to a team where it's just him and Tatum. He's going to want a more balanced team. And even with the Suns, it would be just him, Booker, and an older Chris Paul. Uh, and if you trade him for picks, that doesn't work because those picks become devalued as soon as Durant's on the other team. So to me, it's very hard to put a realistic trade together. And he's got four years left on a contract. I think the Nets can say, you know what? Hey, we called around. We're trying to do something that makes sense for you. But we're also trying to make, do something that makes sense for us here. And right now, we don't have it. Uh, as far as we're concerned, you're under contract for four years. If you want to just sit out and pout or retire or do whatever, that's up to you. But you're under contract right now. And we're not going to make a bad deal just to make a bad deal because if you're the Nets, you don't have any of your picks. This is it. You're cashing in these chips here for everything. This is your chip to, to reset your future. And to me, Aiden Bridges and some picks isn't enough. I think there's a very real possibility that he's back with the Nets. And, you know, if you can get them 50 to one to win a title, I actually think that's a, a mispriced number. And uh, speaking of the Nets here, let's go to the other star, Kyrie Irving. Just as an aside note, I know Shams Charania was out there this morning on a couple media appearances. Shams, of course, uh, at Stadium, the NBA insider. And he was saying there's no real traction for any type of deal for Kyrie Irving, at least to go to the Lakers. That's kind of been assumed, okay, this is where he's going to end up and reunite with LeBron. That Shams, who's as dialed in as anybody in the NBA, says he doesn't really see that deal taking place as of right now. So uh, where will Kyrie Irving land? That's going to be very interesting because obviously the Nets, you know, it got put out there by Brian Windhorst of ESPN. They didn't want to go through what they went through this year. Uh, so maybe it's going to be Kyrie that's not going to be in Brooklyn and maybe KD stays put, Brady. Well, I want to ask you about a baseball play that you have for today, and that is going to be at Petco Park, where the San Diego Padres have really been struggling as of late. They have lost seven of their last nine games in the offense, even though Manny Machado has made it made his way back into the lineup. The offense has still been struggling. You've got Clevenger going for the Friars against Logan Gilbert, really the ace for the Seattle Mariners, who conversely have been red hot. What's your play in this one, Will? Yeah, Mariners creeping their way back into a, a playoff picture here. Uh, remember, there were high expectations of them coming into the year. Had a good year last year, narrowly missed the playoffs. Uh, I did play under four in the first five. Clevenger coming back from Tommy John. He's actually pitched pretty well in a handful of starts. Uh, and, and Gilbert, we know uh, how talented he is. So under four in the first five. Uh, as much as I'm a fan of Clevenger's game, I don't know if you guys have seen his hair. He's wearing pigtails. Now, Wes and I could never pull off the pigtails. Maybe Brady Cannon could pull that off. But Wes and I could never pull that off. So I like the pitcher. I like his game. I'm just not so sure about the hair. 
Well, uh, uh, really quickly, about 90 seconds left. Uh, you've got a couple plays for the Scottish Open. We've got two events this week, Scottish Open and then the Barbasol Championship down in Kentucky. And you like a couple guys. I know that you've ridden a little bit in the past this week. Who do you have for the Scottish Open? Yeah, it's a really loaded field. And I think a loaded field provides some good betting opportunity. You know, a guy like Victor Hovland, you usually don't get somebody uh, of his ilk at 30, 35 to 1. So he's a guy I'm looking at. Um, I have to be honest, Mito Pereira, if he's going to win, I'm not going to be a part of it. I, the hell with that. I, I got to have a piece of it. I actually think Mito, this is a pretty good course for him. So I'll be looking at him. Um, you know, uh, Victor Perez is another guy. He played well at this course last year, you know, headed into Sunday um, top. I think he was top seven going into Sunday where he, he suffered from some, some, you know, poor weather and weather's going to be an interesting thing here, uh, considering how close it is to the water. So, uh, I'm sure I'll be checking out long shots hearing what you guys have to say. And, as a fan of long shots, I must say, I've never played in the Ryder Cup, but I imagine <laughs> listening to long shots is just as good. It is. It is, but brother. It is, it, it is right there. Uh, it, it, and it's it's ahead of playing in the live team event. Uh, thank you very much, Taylor Gooch. Well, we will have a guest, a special guest from the U.K. joining us to preview the Scottish Open this week. It'll be Paul Williams of Golf Betting. You can check him out on Twitter, at Golf Betting. So excited to talk with Paul and get some local knowledge about the Scottish Open. Will, thank you as always for, uh, for your insights and enjoy the rest of the day and enjoy uh, a couple weeks of fantastic golf my friend all right thanks for having me guys we'll see you thank you will all right that is will hill check him out on twitter at not the will hill and also the new york city cast wherever you get your podcasts or at decent.com slash podcast we'll be right back at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field whatever the sport whatever the moment it's never ordinary at bed 365 21 plus only must be present in ohio if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help call 1-800-GAMBLER I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.